Now all ladies, get yourself in position. This is Mr. Jomo speaking. I am the chef. And I am here to stir the pot. So let me go. Well, welcome to Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and try to improv what happens in between. I would introduce myself, but I've been in quarantine so long, I've forgotten my own name. Yeah, I have forgotten what a bird sounds like. (laughs) Sometimes I go on YouTube and look up 10-hour mixes of ambient nature sounds just to feel alive. Just to remember the before times, yeah. Just to remember that humanity is not, uh, in fact, a lost cause. True. I spent the better half of yesterday drooling over my houseplants, wondering if they were food or not. (laughs) I have uh, gotten so immersed into music culture um, that I'm not going by Colton anymore. I'm going by my hipster name, August Rushmore. <laughs> how long have you been sitting on that? <laughs> For a while. How, how long has that one been in the holster where you've just been like, all right, as soon I was about to say, Colton, was that what was in your back pocket at work the other day? <laughs> I've been like figuring, thinking of ways to like pull that one out for a little while now. Yeah, but I think when this is all over, I will emerge from my chrysalis a new man um, with the name of the thing I have spent the most time with. I will be henceforth known as Hulu King. Oh. Oh. Okay, so we're coming out with our quarantine names. Our quarantine names, which will also be the name you carry with you into the barbaric state that we're going to find ourselves Mm. out. Yeah. Um, Okay. Does overwhelming anxiety Fultz have (laughs) have a ring to it? No, it, it's going to be hard to fit that one on a name tag, though. Existential Dread? Mm. <laughs> Ju- All right, we're, Judge Dredd's <laughs> Judge Dredd's nervous brother. <laughs> Judge Dredd's therapist, yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, no, for real, this is a podcast, and my name is Brady King. That's my real-life host name that I host this podcast with. I'm Brady. <laughs> and my real-life host name, in which, uh, by host name, I mean the body in which I'm residing in, is Derek Fultz. <laughs> The, my real life host name that I actually go by is Colton Hart. And as always, me, your host, Tyler. I uh, I have a somewhat sad story to start this podcast off with. Oh, um, no. So uh, no. that's what everybody uh, needs in this trying time. No, that'd be a blessing in disguise. No, Waking um, up is a sad story, Brady. <laughs> I don't need anything else. That's the content everybody needs right now is, is Brady's <laughs> sad stories. But I bought... My girlfriend and I, uh, Maggie Rogers tickets mm. uh, a few months ago, Yikes. and she was, I know where this is going. Yeah, so she was supposed to she was supposed to play in April, um, which you know, due to the pandemic, has changed a few things. However, my phone, uh, who has no tact or um, empathy, apparently still held the notification for the concert. <laughs> So yesterday, my iPhone was like, hey, Brady, I know you're having a bad day in quarantine. I know you're really just trying to survive and make it through this thing. But here's a little something that might help you. You have a Maggie Rogers concert today. Hey, Brady, you've got a Maggie Rogers concert today. You want to guess what wasn't happening that afternoon? (laughs) A Maggie Rogers concert. A Maggie Rogers concert, which made me think, let me let me pitch this idea to you guys. After this thing is over, mm-hmm. we get all the artists who had a show canceled in April, and we just put them on one stage together and just let them all play at the same time. Uh, warp tour, <laughs> yeah, warp tour. But like, not not different shows on different stages. Like they're all on the same stage, just mm. playing a song at like simultaneously. I mean, the stages at Warp Tour were pretty close together, so it kind of <laughs> sounded like that, right? It won't be so much a concert as as it is like audio terrorism, but. <laughs> Audio terrorism, new band name called it. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't allowed to go to Warp Tour, so I'm just kind of assuming things. Uh, <laughs> this, that's what other people have told me Warp Tour is like. Yeah. yeah, you get a free pair of vans, right? <laughs> you don't get let you don't get let in unless you have vans on. <laughs> if you get knocked out in the pit, you get a free pair of vans as compensation, right? <laughs> free pair of vans, a black eye, and a sunburn. Um well Brady, me and Derek actually were talking. Um, Were we? We knew that you weren't going to be able to go to this concert. Um, So we both pitched in. um, And Derek has offered to just give a concert live right now of Maggie Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I actually agree to this uh, about a month and a half ago before we even knew that this was <laughs> before all you knew this down. bit was coming. Yeah, I want yeah, you to know this um, this bit was has been workshopped for a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I actually talked to Maggie and I was like, "Magster, sis, um, cancel your show in April." Let me do this. Stay home. Get some rest. Let me do this. I'm not saying there's going to be a pandemic, but like there might be a pandemic. So, yeah, she gave me one of her famous songs to sing. Um, and this song is called um, Three Sheets to the Wind. Just just so we clarify, there can be no copyright claim on this because after this pandemic, there's no laws anymore. No, yeah, th- this is a cultural reset. Uh, all right. So here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> I, I'm in the wind. This is a guitar. And I'm blowing in the wind. And I'm blowing in the wind. And I am sad. I'm so. Is this Maggie Rogers or Rusted Root? Shut up, Brady. I'm like trying here and you're just crapping on it. You know what? Concert's over. Never mind. I'm done. Maggie Rogers just texted me and asked that you would stop. Well, actually, Maggie just texted me and said uh, that my performance brought tears to her eyes. So deal with that. Actually, <laughs> actually, actually Maggie Rogers just texted me and said there are hot singles in my area. <laughs> I too am lying on a mountain of dollar bills that have been in my pocket. <laughs> you want to start the show? That was we should a, start that the was, show. Okay. I'm going to start. No, no, no. no, no. Let's, pause real, let's pause real quick. That was a bad joke. <laughs> Hey, I can't even call it a joke. Everybody, it was a reset. Reset. We're gonna clear the air. Clear up this this musty fog of a joke that <laughs> Derek just spewed all over my home. <laughs> um, oh, would you look at that? Maggie just texted me and asked me to start the podcast. So before on, we do that, Brady. Okay, I have a new segment for you guys. Oh, a new segment. We just started. They're, they're breeding like rabbits, boys. They're everywhere. I. I <laughs> this one. This one. I might just throw out. You know, whenever I'm whenever I'm feeling it a little bit. <laughs> whenever I get the itch. Whenever I get the itch. Okay, Colton Hart has a segment that he claims, he texted me this early, he claims can top my segment a hundredfold. <laughs> I oh. never said that. Derek, you got a segment in your back pocket you want to whip out? <laughs> Listen, I got about six right here in my my frocket. <laughs> All right, Derek. Or, oh. not Derek. What's your name? Who are you? How'd you get on uh, this call? My name's Colton Hart. Colton, what you got for us? All right, so I don't know how about I don't have a title for this uh, segment yet. Um, Welcome to I've, our workshop podcast. <laughs> yeah, you've heard of writers' room to get ready for a segment room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are familiar with uh, Google Translate, sure. Okay, so what I have done, I've taken famous movie speeches, okay, and I've thrown them into Google Translate a bunch of times through different languages, <laughs> a whole bunch of times. <laughs> And so okay. the result of that is just basically gibberish. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to read off what I have, and you guys are going to try to guess what movie it's from. Okay. These first ones are easy-ish, and so I think you guys will be able to get get this these, these first three. Well, lucky for you, I only watch my movies with the Arabic subtitles on, so I'm ready for this. <laughs> Oh, se- se- segment title idea before we start. Lost in translation. Thank you. Oh, boom. That's it. Boom. All right. Cool. We're done. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and hit stop recording. Uh, no. <laughs> all right, Colton, hit us. All right. All right. <clears throat> if you heard of me killing hundreds of people, I ate English with smokers and slides here. All my teammates are against my teammates. <laughs> fight as free people as you are free. Do you want to invest that freedom? If you want to fight, fight you can die if she runs she will stay alive a little she will stay a little alive a few years ago when you were killed in bed you were you were ready to work every day and you could go around telling the enemy what to do i enjoy life right do not enjoy our freedom it's braveheart yeah i think yeah yeah Yeah. no for a split second i thought it was bane from the dark knight rises (laughs) and then i was like wait no my favorite line in this is i enjoy life right like (laughs) right (laughs) 
that's when my catchphrase throughout this whole pandemic. I enjoy life, right? I don't remember. Maybe it's what it's what I ask myself in the mirror every morning. I'm like, do I enjoy life? Right, right, right. If you say it enough times, it becomes true. Uh. Oh boy. Okay, that was great. Uh, yeah, Colton, do you have another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got two more. Okay. Oh. All right. <clears throat> this one, this one, I think is gonna be easy too. My brother, I see in your eyes the fear of a broken heart. <laughs> Today, anyone can definitely leave their friends and con and all contact with the community will end. But that will not happen. Imagine wolves and ships on the verge of extinction. Please fight today. In this beautiful place, Westerners understand the reality of their dreams. I think... I think this is Dwight's speech from the, the office where they're at the conference and he stands up and gives that monologue. It is not Dwight's speech from the office. God dang it. I think, I think it is um, going to go out on a limb here and say the Gettysburg Address from Lincoln. <laughs> it is not the Gettysburg Address. It is Aragorn's speech at the Black Gate. Oh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Nerds. Oh, okay. Like this I can one... quote that on a good day. This one might be a little hard. I don't know if you guys, Brady. I would I would bet money oh, that you've this seen this one movie. might be hard. <laughs> okay. Obviously, today I like this product. I can't eat it anymore. I'm trying today. You are fighting for freedom. You are fighting for our freedom. The cause of death is not the cause or cause, but the cause of death. We aspire to life and well-being. If we do it today, the new president will not be elected on July fourth. But the state will be announced. We don't sleep at night. We don't shoot and we don't fight. <laughs> it's like a Panic at the Disco song or I'm having a stroke. <laughs> it sounds like if you let a, a machine learning algorithm chew on Tumblr for a night and a half. <laughs> uh, God, I, I don't know where to start. I have no frame of reference here. Uh, Finding Nemo. Uh, I'll give you a hint of July 4th. July 4th is important on this one. Independence Day. Independence Day? Yeah, it's Independence <laughs> Day. Oh. That was infinitely more helpful than uh, anything that was in that speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cause of death will not be the cause of cause, but the cause of cause and the cause. <laughs> oh, guys, what's weird about it is that, like, it starts off with, like, mankind, like, Da, 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 da. But then it goes into today. I like this product. I just can't eat it anymore. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought it was it was me with carbs. What I tell yeah. myself when I want to eat a slice of bread every morning. It's like I like this product. I just can't eat it anymore. You remember that? <laughs> remember that scene in Independence Day where Will Smith stands up and declares himself uh, a lactose intolerant? <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, this product. Man. I just can't eat it anymore. All right. Well, that has been lost in translation. Brady, I will give the reins back over to you, um, and we can start the rest of this show. Thank uh, Colton, what have you done to my car? God, there's freaking <laughs> there's ketchup in the cup. God, it's disgusting. This is the last time I let Colton drive this thing again. Wait, he put ketchup in your cup holder too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we have a thing that we do on this podcast where we improv a movie, and we're gonna do that right now. Um, however, however, we are no longer a podcast for movie lovers. We are also a podcast for TV lovers Ooh. because today we're going to be doing the netflix docuseries tiger king oh boy Rawr. <laughs> yeah this Rawr be... xd <laughs> <laughs> speaking of warp tour yeah Rawr this should means be i a... love you in dinosaur <laughs> ew mm -mm. i'm cutting all your audio from the podcast <laughs> um yeah, this is going to be an interesting and dark journey into hedonism. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't every episode of this uh, podcast an interesting and dark journey into hedonism? That's the that's the uh, the the tagline for our podcast. <laughs> Uh, so the way this works is we are not legally allowed to play movie audio. And so what I've done is translated everything into screenplay format. Colton will be narrating for us and Derek and I are going to be playing a couple different characters. Um, are we ready to go? Yeah. Y'all buckled up? Yep. I have my ketchup in my cup holder and I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were getting water. I have water, but I also had to grab a Mountain Dew. <laughs> have fun with your kidney stones. <laughs> All right. 
Colton, without further ado, will you rip it, grip it, and take us away? (laughs) Rick Kirkham, a tall, thin man in a black cowboy hat, sits alone at a dusty bar table. Where do you want me to start? I guess at the beginning, somewhere. He pulls an open lighter up to the cigarette in his mouth. Hmm. Crazy. What was the beginning? Rick looks down at the table and laughs. We cut to a montage. VHS shots of celebrities and wealthy men playing with baby tigers. John Rinky, a mustached man with two prosthetic legs, provides a voiceover. Animal people are nuts, man. And maybe I am one of those people? I don't know. But they're all half out there, man. They're crazy. We see more analog shots of people holding pet monkeys. One man holds a large baboon by a chain collar. You know, the monkey people were a little bit different. We cut to an interview with James Garretson, a large man with thin, wispy hair. They were a little, you know, strange. But the big cat people are backstabbing pieces of crap. We see three enormous tigers climbing over each other in a small cage. (laughs) You know, it's not every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire. We see a bedazzled revolver slide into its leather holster. So I'm sure y'all got a story to tell. We hear a voicemail played over a shot of a tower in concrete prison. This is a prepaid call from Joe Exotic, an inmate at the Grady County Jail. You know what they threatened me with? 79 years. We watch several tigers tear apart a large slab of meat. I went to work every day prepared to die in a tiger cage. We see another large tiger grab a man by his jeans and drag him to the ground. Dying doesn't scare me at all. Well, biscuit my butter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So I think we might have a couple of differing theories. So let's just go. Let's just take a stock and go around the room. What we what it's do we okay. Think? We're just we're gonna make a big improv soup. Everybody bring an ingredient. We'll just hope it. Hope for the best. Yeah. You want me to spin the wheel? Or do you- <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it feels on this one. So when I first read this, my first initial thought because they were talking. About- <laughs> um. So you know how they were talking about like the big cat people and the monkey people? Oh god. <laughs> I'm thinking that this is like some sort of precursor to anamorphs. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like some like furry thing, but no, gross. No. Why would I ever do that? Derek, I knew what you were going to say and I couldn't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on the real I really do, uh, in all seriousness, think that this uh, this is some sort of like uh, Joe Exotic is a serial killer. Mm. Uh, I think this is still like a little too close to the original source material, but like he's a serial killer, and he's like an in- like one of the ones that like Tumblr girls fan girl about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and they are like compiling all of this like footage of interviews and stuff like that from him and uh, and all of his like compatriots and stuff. I think obviously this is some sort of docuseries, but I'm wondering if maybe this is almost like late night history channel. Like Mm. it's just sort of like wild. What could have been history almost. Oh, okay. I was, I was almost thinking that if we were going, we were going along like the history channel lines, this could almost be like, they talk about the monkey people and the cat people. But what if when we (laughs) refer to tiger King, we're literally referring to like a historic, king like he was a tiger and he he was just known for his like viciousness uh as well as the 200 pet tigers that he kept in his backyard <laughs> so but he's like, like he's like uh he's like an ancient like mayan uh deity the tiger king <laughs> <laughs> and so when we talk about like the tiger people and the monkey people we're not literally talking about like a monkey people that's like their sigils or like their their house mm. crests or something like that this is uh okay. this is mufasa and scar's like cousin it's like <laughs> the lion, <laughs> Tiger King. Yeah, so we can we can keep that through line of like he's a like a serial killer. We can just take it back a couple centuries. Mm, I like that. What if <laughs> Joe Exotic, this this man that we are introduced with, that has been that is facing seventy nine years in prison, 
uh, thinks that he is like, because you know how like serial killers uh, are crazy. (laughs) They Um, they have a tendency to be. Yeah, are they? They are. If there's one through line that connects most serial killers, I would call it crazy. (laughs) Uh, I think that he thinks he is like the reincarnation of this like ancient oh this Mayan, Mayan deity yeah or the tiger the tiger king yeah and he's like amassed followers who like kill in his name oh and like yeah and so, oh it's like it's like the Manson family yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 and he thinks he like he's been reading like ancient Mayan history books about this tiger king this like tiger god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. essentially and his war with like the monkey people or whatever. And he thinks that he's the reincarnation of this deity. Guys, I've got it. Uh, oh, all right, Colton, hit go us. Ahead. Go, go, go. And this all started back in 2012. He thinks that he was the fulfillment of the 2012 doomsday prophecy from the Mayans, <laughs> and so that's when he started killing. <laughs> and so it's his. I like he thinks that like every person he kills, he gets stronger until he's gonna like take over the world. Okay. So he thinks that he was supposed to be like the fulfillment of the 2012 like end of the world thing, but he wasn't powerful enough to do it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like now he has to he has to open up his zoo, which is like what if he's like one of those weird serial like those Hannibal serial killers yeah. where it's like he so like his zoo or whatever is like a literal like <laughs> you walk in and it's like body bot like flayed bodies displayed like <laughs> I was in about cages. To say, it's a human zoo or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. What if it's like Buffalo Bill where he's like collecting human specimens or something like that? Mm. Yes. Yes. And he's like he's building up his zoo, and that's why like everyone calls him a zookeeper. Like, but he, it's like run under the guise of like an actual zoo. We could almost keep this like this through line of the fact that he doesn't actually do the killing because it says he went to prison for murder for hire. So what if he actually doesn't do anything? He's like some sort of like internet keyboard warrior and he incites people to do the killing for him. What if, okay. Okay. I love that. I love that. He is like taken to social media and that he's like build like amassed like a Twitter following. (laughs) (laughs) He's got Um, some like, he's got some deep, deep discord servers. Yeah. (laughs) What if, okay. So what if Rick, Rick Kirkham, what if he is like he is an undercover cop? I was gonna say, okay. I think Rick's our protagonist. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. He is an undercover cop that was tasked with joining the the zoo, uh, like yeah. becoming a part of Joe Exotic's like cult. He like gets in, he gets in good with Joe. He's like <laughs> trying to like kind of like pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, and Joe eventually hires him to like to uh to fulfill his last murder okay gotcha Mm. and i think so i'm just i'm going through the script and i think like all those vhs shots are like (laughs) insider footage of the like actual cult oh for sure yeah it's Mm. like this zoo is massive and it's like really well known among like the top one percent because you know billionaires eat people yeah um yeah, they eat the poor. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> famously. Is this just the story of Jeff Bezos? <laughs> it all comes back to Amazon Prime. <laughs> Stir the plot canon. It all comes back to Amazon Prime. Yeah, so I think that he, like, Rick is getting in good with Joe, but he's also, like, kind of secretly recording everything. And yeah. so, like... That's where we get all of the the tapes of like these billionaires and celebrities playing with baby tigers because Joe, being the Tiger King, uh, has like amassed all these Ooh. tigers because they think that he thinks that they're like he's gonna like transfer his essence into one of them or something <laughs> and like you know, live forever. I don't know. Serial killers, as we have said before, are famously crazy. Famously crazy. Uh, same. I think since the. Um I think since this is obviously a docu-series, the footage had to come from somewhere. So what if he almost uh, agrees to make his recruiting videos for him? So he's like, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna bring in like a camera crew and all this, and we're going to make you like some solid recruiting videos that we can throw up on YouTube. Just some fun, lighthearted content to help your brand awareness. What if like you know? Rick mm-hmm. Kirkham is like a dark web, like 
influencer like he like he's like deep dark web like <laughs> do such things exist <laughs> no like not like that welcome like, to my instagram where i sell human kidneys <laughs> no, i guess that's not influence use my use my shopify link for 30 percent off your first liver yeah <laughs> <laughs> human kidneys and fit tea <laughs> <laughs> no but like he's like uh he's like really like well known in the dark world like realm like in like the dark Greek. realm the shadow realm Th- thor the dark realm <laughs> the dark w- he plays his blue eyes white dragon no um <laughs> he he joins joe exotic's chat room i don't know how the dark web works <laughs> yeah wink i don't know how the dark web works <laughs> yeah we didn't sell our souls to some guy on the dark web just so we get this podcast 50 listens a day <laughs> okay so i think we've i think we've got some good theories but i think the only way to figure out where this movie is actually going is to read that last scene colton are you ready i am ready We see a chimpanzee locked away in a small metal cage. Are the animals happy? The chimp looks curiously past the metal bars. Who the hell knows? We see Joe Exotic, a gruff-looking man with a blonde mullet, trucker hat, and a dozen piercings. I finally moved my two chimpanzees last week. We see Joe spoon-feeding pasta to one of the chimps <laughs> through the fence. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not the most Tiger King bullcrap you've ever heard. <laughs> Joe Exotic spoon-feeding pasta to one of the chimpanzees. <clears throat> Probably one of the hardest days of my life. They sat in cages next to each other for over 10 years, and we moved them to the Great Ape Center in Florida. We see the chimps happily playing in a much larger enclosure. And in two days, they were out in a big yard, hugging on each other. Did I deprive them of that for 10 years? Yep. We see one of the chimps reach out a furry hand towards Joe as he unlocks the cage. I deprived them of of being chimpanzees. Did I do it on purpose? No. I was wrapped up in having a zoo. We see Joe walking down a thin gravel path. His enormous tiger enclosure stretches as far as the eye can see. Hmm. All right. Okay. So obviously he's been caught. This is towards the end of his his saga as he's reflecting on his horrible <laughs> his horrible deeds. Yes. This is like uh the Walter White in Breaking Bad kind of like lying down on the floor as like the SWAT team comes in. Uh-huh. Spoiler mm. alert. I think I had mentioned it or someone else had mentioned it earlier that like his his people zoo <laughs> is like being fronted by an actual zoo oh okay and so Mm. like gotcha so if you go up to the popcorn stand and give them like two winks and a turn around three times (laughs) yes you uh you're let in the back yes if you give them a hundred thousand dollars you are let into like the real zoo yeah yeah and i think that like I think that, like, some of the people that Joe has uh, influenced over the years to kind of sympathize with him, not really join him, but more sympathize with Mm -hmm. him and, like, sympathize with the zoo are, like, these billionaire, like, these, like, high-profile, like, celebrities and stuff. So that's why they come and play with the tigers. That's why, like, they're coming to, like, see the animals, but also, like, see the people. I think maybe, like, two of his bodyguards are, like, these two trained chimpanzees. Yes. So he, like, yes. keeps them on leashes and has, like, trained them in the art of kung yes. fu. Oh, my gosh. It's just rise of the planet of the apes. <laughs> Look at this one. He can drive a car, make me coffee, and uh, shoot a man. <laughs> I would say the last scene, like, where he's, like, walking down that path and, like, you see the tiger enclosure behind him. I would say it's, like, that. And then, like, the next thing is, like, SWAT just, like, storms. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. in yeah. the background, you just see, like, the SWAT cars pulling up. Almost literally like that that shot from Breaking Bad where, yeah. like, the camera's panning up and they're just coming after him. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's figure out how we get here because we've talked a lot about mm. how we want this to look. We've got some dots to connect with Rick. So I think... I, I like the idea of Rick being like an undercover cop. Mm. I think he's got to prove himself. I think that's got like he's got to prove himself somehow. He has to provide the final the final sacrifice, like the final mm. the final victim that is going to bring Joe into full power. If you had to sacrifice somebody to a tiger god, who would it be? <laughs> um, 
One of y'all, probably. <laughs> if it gets me out of this house at this point, I'll take any option I can get. Hey, Brady, you want to come over and be sacrificed to a tiger god? Well, I got nothing else on the schedule, so might as well. <laughs> well, I think it makes sense, Brady, because Tiger King, Brady King, like... <laughs> Stupid. Duh. There might be something there. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. I I think he's he's obviously on the hunt for, like, the perfect... Pers- like the perfect sacrifice, mm-hmm. and I think he's gonna go after Tiger God Incarnate Flava Flav. Mm. Wait, <laughs> now Brady, you've said some things. That's something that you said. <laughs> that is a sentence that came out and of your mouth. Flava Flav already has uh, docu series experience, where he famously went on a dating show where women had the option of. Dating Flavor Flav, which is the most unfortunate <laughs> sentence I've ever said out loud. Where we were introduced to cultural icon New York Tiffany Pollard. Okay, listen, listen, listen. He's already got dating show experience, so he's already a tiger. He's the only person who could compete with Joe Exotic in terms of just sheer oddball personality. Mm. Oh, is, is he? <laughs> and he brings a lot of musical experience to the table. I hear your Flavor Flav, and I raise you Mike Tyson <laughs> because... In my opinion, he's more of a threat. Okay. If you had to put me up against Mike Tyson or Flava Flav, I'm going to take Flava Flav. Colton, I want you to say on Mike that you think in single hand-to-hand combat, you can beat Flava Flav. <laughs> in if I had to What choose. is he hiding under that hat? It could be anything. It could be a gun. It could be okay, a machete. Okay, are we done <laughs> saying stupid things? Flava Flav is 5'7". I oh get 100% take saying, Flava Flav. Are you saying 5'7", 61-year-old... Flavor Flav won't freestyle your butt under the ground. Uh, maybe I could take Flavor Flav. I don't know. All right. So, realistically, so Rick has to prove himself. He has to provide the next, like the next sacrifice. And it's obviously like Joe is obviously like targeting poor people. <laughs> sure. Mm. Because, you know, he's made all this money and all this, like amassed all of this following from like the mega ultra wealthy. Um, and so like they kind of view it as like the most dangerous game. He tries to recruit Rick to get him to like provide the next sacri- like the final sacrifice. And Rick is like, look, man, like I can't do that. Like I, I'm not comfortable with that. And Joe's like, Rick, I trusted you. Like you recorded all those videos of me, like for my YouTube, my dark web YouTube channel, <laughs> dark tube, my tube, the deal. <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, so, and, and Rick is like, you know what? Like I'm done. Like, I, I quit. I can't do this anymore. And so he leaves, basically leaving thinking that he has enough evidence to put away Joe Exotic. Mm. Right. Oh, well, he like has it. He has it on like a like a, a thumb drive or whatever. Yeah, sure. And then the thumb the thumb drive is not there. Or he, he sticks it in and it's like one of those like gotcha. Yeah. What we do see, though, is one of Joe Exotic's trained chimps bringing the thumb drive <laughs> to him. <laughs> And Joe plugging it into a computer and finding out that Rick was an undercover cop. Oh, man. Um, and so at that point, Joe decides that Rick is now threat the, number one uh, yeah. is now the fi- the final sacrifice. Because <laughs> oh, we could we could even go like Joe's trained animals are now on the hunt for. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. For Rick or whatever. His name is. So you could have this almost Jumanji S scene where he's like laying in bed and like rhinos and chimps and like all sorts of animals just come pouring into his bedroom. Like it's your time's come. Have you all seen hot fuzz? Yeah. Yes. It's like the whole town is after like whenever they're after. Um, yeah. Literally every in hot fuzz. Spoiler right. The ending scene is basically like the whole town you thought was innocent is in on it. And so so it's basically like everybody in the whole town is now coming after him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like Joe Exotic has been like training, training animals in his spare time to sniff out human blood, sniff out human prey. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like the R rated zoo tycoon. (laughs) I think Joe is a little smarter than using like big, heavy animals. Like elephants and rhinos, he's for sure using like mm, yeah okay ferrets and uh, <laughs> ferrets that can slip slip cyanide into his coffee yeah oh yeah 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 otters did that gerbil just slip something into my coffee? <laughs> There's a scene of him getting attacked by a ferret, but like the ferret had no ties to Joe Exotic. It's just a <laughs> ferret, and I think they're a little evil. <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, you just get a scene. You just get a scene of a of a gerbil standing in his front window, just flipping him off, and then he leaves. <laughs> 
Um, All right, so he's got the entire animal kingdom after him. Yeah, and so he goes home. He's asleep. Uh, the chimps break into his house. Okay. Uh, and knock him out and kidnap him. <laughs> Why does this sound like Doctor Doolittle gets pissed? Like. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle is a human sacrifice. <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, you know, he's surrounded by all these people in robes, like, you know, torches are going everywhere, mm. the weird chanting. And he finally sees Joe, old mulleted Joe, walking up and he's like, Rick, I thought I could trust you. I thought we were, you know, I thought we were friends, but turns out you're just a dirty, rotten cop, like this, this, and that. And I. <laughs> We haven't brought up any of the other characters besides. Rick I know. And Joe. I was gonna ask. <laughs> nope. I think they're all maybe like former cult members. Like they were all witnesses to this thing, and so they're being interviewed post Fallout mm. to figure out like what happened. What if James, the one who's like big cat people, are like backstabbing pieces of crap? What if he, him, and Rick got close? Okay. James is like not really vibing with Joe all that much anymore. Mm. So he was already kind of on the fence about this thing. And so when he smells that Rick is up to something, he wants in on it. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Maybe he's like, maybe he's the former like chimp trainer. Like he's the martial artist who's been training. Mm, Okay. (laughs) He's been training the chimps and he's like, I'm done with this. I'm tired of training monkeys for a living. There's got to be a better lifestyle than this. Joe screwed him over at one point. Okay. And so like, he's like, I'm done. That's why he's like big cat people are pieces of crap. Mm. I've got, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Okay. What if, now just hear me out. What if James like rats out, like rats Joe out to the police, like, but he's like, the police are too late. They've like, Joe has killed Rick. Oh, but he's realized like the sacrifice, like he didn't become anything. Like, so like, Rick ultimately dies and that like he is sacrificed. And then Joe realizes that like, Oh, or what if, so what if Rick's death is the thing that sets the other cultists off because they they knew like Rick was innocent or they like uh, okay so they're fully on board the whole time yeah Rick dies Joe is like he has his moment of like I can finally do this yeah like and so he like tries to destroy the world (laughs) like he tries to like (laughs) call like call upon his power and like it doesn't happen right. Oh, mm. and so they all realize, like, oh, you're a phony. Yeah, and they're like, wait, what What do you mean? Like, you can't, like, it's not work. So the facade is, bro- like, the facade is broken. I think John, who is already on the fence about this whole thing, stands up and is like, he points the finger and he's like, he's a phony. Like, you've been, you've been feeding us lies this whole time. You're not actually a tiger god. Mm. Yeah. You're a phony. You don't have superpowers or whatever. And then he turns his... <laughs> He turns his own monkeys, or like he turns his own animals against Joe, and Joe is like forced out of the community. Right. Or it, you know, obviously nothing happens. And then everyone's like, wait, what? Like, what? I thought he was supposed to be the last one, like this, this, and that. And, and James is like, I like the, pol- the, the police are on their way. Yeah. Like, I've, I've already, I've already called the police. I have enough evidence to put all of you away for, you know, forever and ever. My suggestion would be, you know, if you don't want to get caught, like to haul butt out of there. Um, and so, you know, everyone starts leaving. Joe is like, he's left basically like to his own devices, defeated sort of this mm. like fallen, you know, fallen yeah. king. And that's when he, and you know, his monkeys come up to him and like try to console him. And <laughs> he, he's talking about, he's like, we, we let him go. They were hugging on each other. He's like, I think I might've just deprived them from being actual like chimpanzees. Yeah. He's like, you know, I was just too busy with having a zoo. A human, a human zoo. Yep. And you just see him walking off in the distance. The SWAT cars pull up and that's it. And who's the SWAT captain? Carol Baskins. (laughs) Carol Carol Baskins. Baskins. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I was, I was trying to, in my mind, like, uh, justify Rick being interviewed in the, in the beginning. Mm. Uh, with him being dead. Oh, oh yeah. But in my fair. mind, I'm thinking. I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking. I'm like, he might have just that like that could be that could be his interview, like his first original interview, like for the police when he first went in and didn't have the evidence. Like they yeah, sat him down okay. and like interviewed him. Or what if what if he even so like what if he knew his life was in danger and so he recorded a video of himself basically like, hey, this is my confession tape. 
this is what happened. Yeah, and James, yeah, yeah, yeah. James is the interviewer. James, is the, James interview. is the interviewer. So they make this because they're like, we're going to take this to the police. And if anything happens to me, this is like my account of what happened. Yeah. Okay. We have tied everything together. Wow. I, I'm look at happy. this nice little bow we just tied. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> I, okay. I'm, ha- I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. We, can, we, can end the, we can end the show now. And with that, we can breathe. That's been Start of the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. I'll see you next Yo. time. We're done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You guys want to know something crazy? Parts of this like aren't far off from the like actual documentary. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's kind of what I was thinking the whole time is like any of this could be in the show. Like really I yeah, we brought up the cult and the first thing I thought of was, oh, Doc Antle. <laughs> like if you take like man who owns a tiger zoo like cult tries to kill people, like both of those fit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That line fits both of those movies. So I I have a friend who used to work at a zoo in Oklahoma City. And I remember seeing the initial report that Joe Exotic was arrested for a murder for a murder yeah. for uh murder for hire. And I sent it, I sent that to him as a joke, being like, Oh, you yeah. know I was like, you know this guy? And he's like, I don't personally know him, but I know who he is. Like everyone in the zoo system in Oklahoma knows who he is. He's a terrible person. Like this is. I'm like, oh wow, I yeah. didn't, I didn't even think about that. And then maybe like a couple months later, Tiger King came out, and I was like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. Like, so this is a lot deeper it's, than it's we actually one of those played. shows that's like you can't look away. Like it's terrible that it's happening, but you just can't stop watching it. it you know? Yeah, I it's think su- it's such a train wreck. Yeah, I think it's comfortable to say that we've all seen Tiger King. Yeah, at this yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I was watching it with someone and she literally like her jaw literally like was open. It's it's like every episode something else happens. Every episode is like I raise you. You think it can't get crazier, but it <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She killed her husband probably. <laughs> it and fed him to tigers. It is <laughs> like uh potentially like one of the darkest shows I've ever mm-hmm. watched in my life. Like, literally, like, moral depravity almost. Yeah, like, I was about yes. to say, you want to see how baselessly immoral people can be? Like, Tiger King is your show. Yeah, I I think when it kind of came to a head for me was when the uh, the campaign manager watched Travis kill himself. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. And they, mm-hmm. and they showed the surveillance footage of it. Yeah. I, like, my mouth immediately fell open, and it stayed open for maybe 10 minutes. I, I was like... They showed him in, like episode like one or two and then they didn't show him again i was like what happened to him and then like when it comes out i was like oh my gosh like yeah i I was like that was my thing i was like where's travis been this whole time i'm like i guess he might just be like embarrassed or something like yeah it's it really is one of those docuseries that's like there's no real moral redemption here other than everybody gets arrested like there is not a likable no like not even everybody gets arrested like not everyone that like needs to be arrested gets arrested Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I keep saying this and it's like, I'm going to sound like a broken record to like people that have followed me on social media or whatever, but we have done a terrible thing as a society and making these people famous. Mm. At first it was almost like people were defending Joe exotic. And I was like, I like this is before I'd even seen like all of the show. I was like, this man is justifiable, like certifiably insane. What we've given him, like what he's wanted. Yeah. He is the Tiger King. Well, um, speaking of moral depravity, it's time for a segment. <laughs> All right. Theology with Stir the Plot. Yeah. We're going to go over moral depravity. <laughs> Tulips, baby. Um, let's. Oh, let's we didn't do this last time. Let's try to say the name of the segment altogether on three. <laughs> And Brady, if you mess this up again. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. It is three, two, one. Shake it, not, not stirred. Brady. I thought it was just best if I just didn't participate. I felt like that was best for everybody. Uh, just spin the wheel. Alright guys, um, if you guys are new to our show, Shaken Not Stirred is a segment where we take movie titles uh, and we pick one at random, we spin a wheel, and we pair them up with a random movie genre. Um, and we improv what that movie would look like. So it could be like 
Gladiator as an anime or something like that. It's just a little bit of fun. Uh, I think it's we really have fun just with this. Just a little bit. I don't allow myself too much. I don't indulge myself too much fun in Shake and <laughs> yeah, Not Stirred. Uh, I could have a little bit of Shake and Not Stirred as a treat. <laughs> just a little snack before bed. Hey, I like this product, but I can't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like Shake and Not Stirred, right? right? All right, we got super bad. Okay, super bad. <laughs> As a war film? <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's say Jonah Hill and who's the other actor? I'm gonna look him up real quick. Oh, uh, Nick Lovin. <laughs> you know him, Christopher Mintz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so let's say Jonah Hill and Christopher Mintz go to the house party of their dreams and they mm -hmm. get so plastered and wasted that they black out, wake up the next morning and find out that they accidentally drafted themselves into the army. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, and so now you have these two bumbling idiots who accidentally signed up for the army like as a drunken dare and <laughs> like have to follow through with I it. I think that they can be so, you know how there's like, uh, have y'all seen the newest season of Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't really, I, I guess it's not really a spoiler, but like uh, the bad, the bad batch. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah. So what if they are like enlisted into a part of like, or like a team in the army yeah. of like just bad soldiers? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they, they're kind of sent out to do kind of the grunt work missions, like the the missions where it's like, you're not certain people are going to come back alive from this. Yeah, like, there was like an attack on the air base and their whole squad was was wiped out and it's up to them to like carry intel back to base or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm thinking, so it's like. There's the super bad, the super bad, which is like the 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 team that has to do all the grunt work. The base gets like wiped out by an air an air an air raid or something, and the 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 star like the star soldiers or whatever in this in their battalion or whatever. I don't know army which terms. Which famously I'm, are Seth Rogen, Bill Hader, and Joe Lowe. Yes, they get kidnapped by uh, Emma Stone and yes. her and her army. And so they have to like go out and retrieve the the actual the, super the star soldier, yeah, yeah, the the gen the generals or whatever. Yeah, um, it's gonna have uh, lots of weed jokes in it too, because it's got Seth Rogen, and you mm -hmm. can't can't have a Rogen movie without weed jokes. No, you can't. It's it's in his writer. His <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colton, give us another. All right, we have onward. As a podcaster's choice, okay. Uh, uh, I feel like as far away as you can possibly get is either horror or like gritty drama. Isn't mm. like, isn't gritty drama already kind of like interwoven <laughs> into the story of a of a Pixar movie? Because like, if it's a gritty family drama, that one of the kids are the, is the reason why the dad is dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so dad either goes missing or dies. And then I think yeah. the kids, like, I feel like they're in some headspace that makes them believe, like, the world is magical or, like, yeah. like that's how they're coping is that, like, maybe they see, like, animated things everywhere or they, like, legitimately believe the world is magical. Right. Like, one of the brothers is, like, has the, the delusion, I guess, of, like, he can bring their dad back with this staff or whatever. That he has to, it, <laughs> that he has to go. You know this remind like the the whole kind of like imaginary like magical world or like the friend or whatever talking on your shoulder reminds me a lot of this like Jodie Foster movie with Mel Gibson. It's called The Beaver, uh, and um, it's got this like beaver hand puppet. It's weird. I haven't seen it, but I saw the trailer for it. It reminds me a lot of this. <laughs> I think you could almost go through some like I'm I'm tempted to say Deliverance, but like not quite as r-rated but like <laughs> deliverance in the sense that they're like going down this like back road journey to get to like moral redemption and so the ending is i don't know tossing their father's photo off a cliff and watching the breeze take it away into the yeah. sunset or something mm. it's very uh it's very like a, a family road trip movie meets manchester by the sea uh yeah there uh, you go. <laughs> just incredibly sad like the older lots brother of screaming is, and tears yeah. yes Lots of you were never there for me. You left me on my own when I was little. Yep. <laughs> so 
I think that like the older brother and the younger brother go on like the older brother convinces his younger brother to go on a road trip. Right. And uh, they're going and uh, they don't tell their mom that they're leaving anything like that. You know, the police get called and like they're like look, basically like they think they're mi- the mom mm-hmm. thinks they're missing. And there's like a moment where like everything kind of comes to a head and the younger brother's like, why are we even on this trip? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, I I, I want to bring like I'm going back to like our family vacation spot or whatever so I can bring dad back or like the younger brother's going to make his older brother pull over to the side of the road and he's going to like stomp off into the woods because he's mad and mm-hmm. the older brother of course loses sight of his little brother and has to go like save him off the side of a cliff and while while he's pulling his brother back up on the rocks they have some like family redemption yeah, yeah. And, like he um, gives like the and, older brother finally gives up on like finding that like or bringing back the dad and then they like yeah. Like come to terms with that, and they toss the photo, yeah. and it's just like sad boy hours. <laughs> yep, real sad boy <laughs> real hours. Sad boy hours. Uh, yeah, there's like a Bon Iver song playing in the background. And it's like real sad, real touching. Um, yeah, and then the credits roll, and it says directed by Noah Bombach. <laughs> score a score by Randy Newman. <laughs> you got, you got friend. it, Randy. <laughs> wow. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. <laughs> Man, that's a tearjerker right there. I wouldn't want that to be a movie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. Of all the of all the movies we've come up with, this one could probably stay in the in the audio space. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Colton, uno más. All right, we got Chicken Run. (laughs) Oh, God. God. (laughs) Y'all, I got... I got something. And I'm not proud of it. Oh, no. So, Um, what is it? I mean, it was Chicken Run. I'm already not proud of Chicken Run. (laughs) Right, so it's Chicken Run. Now... I feel this is going to be too easy for us. Um, I got chick flick. And I just... <laughs> no. I just don't want to go down that pun rabbit hole. We can do it. We can do it. <laughs> All right, boys. This is our cross to bear together. <laughs> let's, this is God let's... punishing us for not doing cats. <laughs> Guys, I've got it. Okay. I've got it. All right. Let's I've got I've got something. It's probably better than anything right. we could come up with right now. <laughs> Chicken Run. Chick is a girl. Chick flick. It's about a girl who's training for a marathon. Are you like performing slam poetry right now? You're like, chick, chicken <laughs> run. Chick is a girl. Run marathon. Patriarchy. <laughs> running from our problems. Chicken run. <laughs> Poultryarchy. <laughs> Chicken thighs save lives. <laughs> what up, chicken butt? <laughs> Th- thicken thighs. Oh wait, nope. <laughs> I just messed it up. I'm... And we're done. It's been and we're done. Th- it's been thoroughly thrown into the river. <laughs> no, I no, because that was my first thought when I had this idea. When I heard this, was like, so there's a girl. Nay, like her nickname that she called, like, like Ladybird, of course, is like yeah. Lil Chicken. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, this is kind of veering into sports movie territory, and I'm sorry. Sure. But what if it? What if it was like this girl wants to be like the next big, uh, like Olympic track runner? Sure. Yeah. Like, okay. uh, but like that's it, been her her dream since she was little. Yeah. Yeah, but she's like real like gangly and skinny, and everyone calls her chicken, and like no one believes in her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never you'll never make it into the Olympics. Yeah. Uh. So, the beginning of the movie can establish the fact that she has always wanted to be like the next big Olympic runner. Yeah. But she's ne- like she's never. Like no one has ever believed her. Like everyone's mm. like, "Oh, chicken, blah blah blah." Like you'll you'll never be you know a runner. Sure, yeah. So she gives up on that dream, and she dives headfirst into the wonderful world of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she she gives up on on her running career, 
and but she sees a, a billboard for the annual chicken runway competition. <laughs> yes, yes. <Yep. laughs> and. Hold on, before we get too deep into this fashion, this fashion world, there has to be a meat cute. We've got to establish the meat cute. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I think she falls in love with like one of her models, or like a model. Guys, I feel like there's a joke. I feel like there's a joke here with like dressing, oh. like oh, fashion and like chicken. Maybe I'm just like I'm pulling, no, but like you're not. <laughs> it's just there's something. There's hey, something hey, there. My brain hey, is just like keep it in there. Hey, Colton, <laughs> keep it in, please. Sometimes we can keep things to ourselves, Colton. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I like this product. I don't think I can have it anymore. <laughs> We're all thinking it. Derek's just saying it. We're all, okay, th- so you know, I'm the, ma- I'm the mouthpiece of this generation. Um, <laughs> so she's on her way to being the chicken runway model. Turns out all of her running has made her like perfect model. Like physique, yes. because it's all we all know that runway is pure cardio. <laughs> yeah. So like, what? If, okay. What if? So she wants to be a runner. She has never been good at like track at, ever, but sure. it's been her. It's been her dream. Um, and she's just a little podunk girl from the south. She gets the opportunity to design the the uniforms. For the U.S. Olympic track teams. Oh, okay. okay. But it's happening at the same time as this, like, major runway is about to happen. Okay. And and she has to, like, make a choice. It's, like, either, like, she gets to, like, come to the game, like, the Olympic Games and, like, see her designs and stuff like that. But, like, the Olympics are happening at the same time as this, like, major, major, like, runway that she has to design for. Or like else she's gonna like lose her job in fashion forever, like this is and that. <laughs> um I like um, that. I think I think maybe the dude is like because I think at some point she's gonna have to make a choice between her career or this guy. Love triangle. Love triangle <laughs> between her track coach or or whatever and like one of the head designers or something like that. Yeah, so there's the designer who she's working for, or like the yeah, she's like working for yeah. For this major this major fashion company and then there is her uh her running buddy sure mm. that she that she you know met whenever she moved to new york sure they've like formed a relationship with each other not like a relationship relationship but like and then she but she's also kind of like in love with her boss her boss is kind of in love with her, her fashion like this is yeah the- her fashion colleague is like white collar he's clean he's he's crisp but he doesn't know her as well as her running buddy yeah, they've been yeah, friends right, since yeah. kindergarten and so it comes down to the point where like her boss boyfriend her work husband i guess <laughs> basically like gives her an ultimatum it's like either you come to this fashion show and you're with me and you see, you know, all these designs or whatever, or you will never work in the fashion world again. Mm, I'll end your whole career. Yeah, I will end your whole career. We're done. Uh, I won't even, like, I'll take all the credit for your designs, like this, this, and that. And, like, her running buddy is obviously, like, you know, like, do what your heart says. Like, you've always wanted to, like, be a part of the Olympics, mm, and I think mm. this is a great way There's to, like... obviously a revelation that the fashion designer was only using her and that he doesn't really care about her yeah, and her yeah, feelings yeah. and needs, but she realizes that the running buddy was always there for her um, and that the true meaning of Christmas was inside her all along (laughs) and everybody lives happily ever after. And at the end of the movie, she decides not to go with any of them and work on herself. (laughs) Yep. She she gives up on the idea of love entirely and becomes a millionaire. Uh, And that the real, and she figures out that the real chicken run was the friends we made along the way. And and scene. All right. We got through it. (laughs) All right. We choked through that one. All right. So now that we finished up that, let's dive headfirst into the shallow end of real talk. <laughs> uh, and there's one thing that I wanted to bring up. This might be, this it might be a short discussion. I honestly have not watched a ton of things. You're forgetting. Yeah, I'm kind of. So with the whole COVID nineteen of it all, one com- one industry that has taken a hit, as we all know, has been movie theaters. Mm. everything has now basically either been pushed back or is being released like on demand yeah i unfortunately 
feel like this might be the beginning of the end for movie theaters. Yeah. I would be lying if I said I disagreed with you. That that's like I think that's the the bug in the back of my brain that I don't want to acknowledge, but I know it's oh, probably no. It feels so dumb to be talking about this like like this because it's like people are dying. But sure. like <laughs> but like, you know, AMC, like the biggest movie theater chain in America, mm-hmm. like filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> like Yeah, do you think do you think people are going to be ready to go back to theaters because at at the point I'm at right now, I am getting tired of sitting on my couch watching binge watching Netflix. Yeah, I, like, I, I think more, I would go watch a movie right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I am more willing to sit in a theater right now. So uh, you, the question that is asked all the time is like, "Oh, what are you going to do the first thing? Like, what's the first thing you're going to do whenever like we're not in quarantine and like we're not yeah. having to social distance or whatever?" I was like, "I'm getting like 15 of my closest friends and sitting in an AMC theater for 24 hours." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like eating all of the popcorn I possibly can't. Like it makes me it makes me so mad kind of that like this is happening. Yeah. Because this has been coming for a long time. Yeah. Like everyone's like, "Oh, movie theaters are about to die off." Like this is and that like everyone everything's going to go to streaming and that makes me so angry because it's like I'm not saying that like streaming is uh, the easy way out, but it feels like streaming. Yeah. Like there are movie, like there are some movies that you have to watch on a big screen. Well, that's, that's what I was about to bring up is like movies are shot to be on a big screen. Like that is like the, a, a movie when you watch it is meant to be an event. And to your point, Derek, about wanting to go see it with friends, I would argue it's a social experience. Like we are getting no. together and going to a place to see a cool thing. Like, okay, imagine like you're sitting in the theater, Captain America's just wielded like Thor's hammer, and you like grab was, yep. your like best friend's arm, like, and you're like, mm-hmm. holy crap, like that's like I don't like I don't know, like and like everyone around you like is like screaming like how do you replace that like did you did you see those videos that were going around yeah. of like the, uh, the opening night audience reaction to like those scenes uh, i like sobbed watching those yeah because, and like as nerdy as nerdy and dumb as it sounds like i like like ugly cried yeah well i will i will never forget sitting in the in the theater for the end of infinity war like there's no comparison to that feeling when your jaw hit the floor and you were like what the heck did i just watch and it was a collective experience it was felt by everyone in the theater not just like me alone in my house in my room no it's it's just like movie theaters like i hate to get like super real like this it's in the title. This is our platform. If we don't have this platform, what do we got? Yeah, it's like <laughs> we like this is like an like a form of escape. Like I love going to the movie theater. You yeah. know, it's just like it's the social experience. It's the like seeing like getting the experience of like like I said, going to see Endgame for the first time. It's like if, you know, if movie theaters close down, we will never get an experience like that ever again. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I feel confident in saying that because it's like you can't get that experience when you're sitting at home. Like, I would not have reacted the way that I did when I saw Captain America pick up Mjolnir or like all of the, you know, the snapped heroes come back. I wouldn't have had that same reaction of me like crying and like pumping my fist in the air like this, this and that. Yeah. At home. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also think you lose part of the excitement of a premiere because I mean, like if I know that at home I can just flip on the TV, like there's not, I don't have to go through the process of getting dressed, like getting into my car, leaving my house and going to a separate space. Like it feels like you are, you are going to an event, which is the whole purpose of a theater. Yeah. Like when you're watching TV and you're like on your phone versus like, Here's a yeah. you know giant screen like watch this movie like yeah I it reminds me of the of the tweet that I saw one time it was a a you know mm-hmm. someone watching Dunkirk uh on their iPod Mini yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like watching Dunkirk the way that Christopher Nolan intended <laughs> and it's like that's what it feels like because I I think about movies and it's surprising that this movie hasn't been pushed back Tenant the new Christopher Nolan movie that's coming yeah. out um. Imagine if that were to just come to Netflix. Yeah. Like just straight away. It's like that movie needs to be seen like with a group of people like 
to have, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to compare it to the dark Knight yeah. or anything, but it's like to have a experience, like watching a really good movie with a group of people. Like, I don't know. I like, like I said, this is a very like shallow topic to talk about <laughs> during all of this, but it's like, it's one that's really stuck with me. I don't want that. Cause like, I love, like, I really enjoy watching a movie, like, going in, like, buying popcorn, like, sitting down, like, mm-hmm. and then even, like, afterwards, like, Brady, you and I saw Joker together. Like, yeah. I think the whole ride home, you we and were I talking were about mostly it, yeah. talking about Joker. And, like, that can happen, like, yeah. in, a, in a sense, it's like, like, if you watch it in, at home, but... Yeah, but, like, with the thing with that is, like, you have to, like, in order to have that experience with, like, you know, viewing at home and like having the talk about it afterward, you have to like go online and like go into like the dredges of Reddit. Yeah, sure. To like talk, <laughs> like to talk, like to go on like r slash movies and have someone call you a plebeian because you didn't understand, you know, Interstellar or something. Or call other, it's like call other people a plebeian on Reddit because they don't. Oh yeah. It. I like. I just wanted to get kind of like y'all's feelings about it because I feel like we were going to be on the same page anyways, but like I needed to talk about it and like needed to express kind of my frustration with it. Yeah. Um, and it's like I I I, I like the idea of like even drive-in movie theaters becoming a thing again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like just as long as we keep like as long as we keep theaters. Uh, there's been a lot of talk just over the years since streaming has become a thing that everything's yeah. gonna gonna go to streaming, but I think so long as there are people who want to go out and have a collective experience, there will be theaters. I don't know that they're gonna be as numerous. Like obviously AMC is gonna sure. have to close down a bunch of branches, so they're gonna become yeah. a lot less common and frequent. But I don't think they're gonna disappear entirely. Yeah. Uh- I always used to get so mad at my. I have a lot of friends that like hate going to the movie theater. They why? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Have they tried it? Yes, (laughs) and like to their point, like I understand because like they fall asleep really easily, and it's like being in a you know dark room, a dark room, sure. Yeah, sure. Being lulled to sleep by Transformers Four, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But like they would always try to be like, oh hey, let's watch this movie on Cody, which is you know like a, a illegal streaming service. Um, but like the movies in theaters and I'm like, no, like, I don't want to watch this movie that I like actually want to see on your like 45 inch screen TV. Like, yeah. In 480p. Yeah. (laughs) Like with Korean subtitles at the bottom, like recorded on someone's iPhone, like two. Sure. It's like, I don't like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to like have the experience of going to a movie theater and like watching it like with y'all. All right. Moment of silence, everybody. This is great. This is quality podcast. Um, AMC just texted me and said thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, we are the love. We are the the light in the at the end of the tunnel for AMC. Like, <laughs> no, that like honestly, I, the first thing I'm gonna do after quarantine is over is I'm gonna go watch. A movie oh my in the gosh, movie I miss. Yeah, I just miss going to a theater for sure. I mean, I want to see. I want to see Mulan and Black Widow, and they're talking about putting those on Disney Plus, and I'm like, no, no, yeah. don't do that. On that somber note, Derek, can you pull your flaring nostrils away from the mic? It's uh, <laughs> it's giving me some peaks. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, like the end of all theaters everywhere, we are coming to the end of our podcast. Oh my God, <laughs> stir the plot, a podcast for movie lovers. Um, you can reach out to us on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well as our email at stirtheplot at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, you can reach out with movie suggestions or things you'd like to hear on the podcast. We love hearing from you guys. And if you have time, hop on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really does help us get discovered in the charts um, and, and help people find the podcast a lot easier. It's it's a really helpful thing you can do to to support your three favorite podcasters. Who are, the, who are they? <laughs> so yeah, um, without any further ado, thank you guys so much for listening. Y'all are great. Stay safe. Wash your hands. My name's Brady King. My name's Derek Fultz. And I'm Colton Hart. My name's Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a hug. And let her know that Carol Baskin killed her husband and fed him to tigers. <laughs> She fought the butt.